What the fuck is going on in Canada? Seriously. What is up? What is going on? Welcome to the Risen Fallen Podcast. I am your host, Mark Hendrickson. And if you are brand new to this podcast, if you're brand new to this show, then what you can expect is open and authentic conversations about things like mental health and self-development and how to get your life going in the right direction if you don't feel like you know, you're getting closer to the person you want to be or uh, you feel like the person that you wish to be is so distant from the person that you are today. At least having the confidence knowing that you are getting 1% better, 1% closer to that that uh, dream version of yourself that you'd like to be, uh, living the life that you'd like to live and feeling good in general. That's just <laughs> what having good mental health truly is uh to some degree and if anyways if you're not new to this show then thank you very much for coming back being a returning visitor returning viewer uh returning listener uh however you consume this content um whether you're brand new to this or not you are the reason that i do what i do and so normally i talk about you know mental health and self-development on this podcast I usually have conversations either uh, interviewing somebody else, having conversations with other people. Um, Sometimes I just sit here and I go on a rant uh, about, you know, maybe some of the things that are going on in my life, talk about the challenges, uh, maybe some of the struggles I face, maybe some of the outcomes, uh, some of the lessons I've learned. Um, It's kind of a mishmash, mishmash. It's a combination of those two things, basically. Me ranting by myself to my phone like this or having an interview with somebody else. And, um, you know, today I wanted to take this opportunity to really just ask one simple question. And I'm sure that maybe some of you, if you live in Canada as well, you've been wondering this uh, this thought, this little thought over the last couple of years. And I just want you to know that if you feel this way... You're not alone. You're not crazy. You're not a conspiracy theorist. You're not going uh, a little bit insane. Um, you're not even part of a, a quote-unquote small fringe minority like you you might uh, have been told that you are. But I just want you to uh, consider some of these events over the last little while and really ask yourself the same question that I'm asking myself today. What the fuck is going on in Canada? Seriously, um, over the last couple of years, I'm going to treat this as though it's like a time capsule, like a snapshot in time, because that kind of is what some of these videos and podcast episodes are going to be in the future. You know, I, I, I find it funny to think about in 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, when the world is so different, people are going to listen to podcasts and watch YouTube videos and think about uh, you know, if they ever uncover the content that's coming out right now, they're going to think how crazy we actually are. Uh, it's kind of like when you, when you watch uh, old news reels or old, old um, footage from like the 60s and 70s, and when you hear the things that people are talking about, what they envision in the future, uh, some of the inventions or breakthroughs that they're having in technology at the time, you're like, whoa, life was so different. Life was so crazy the things that they were worried about, the the rights that they were fighting for, the things that they uh, had political discourse covering, 
Um, it was so crazy. And I find it interesting to think about what people in 30 or 50 or 100 years are going to think about when they see the content of today. Um, because, you know, nowadays it's um, so saturated. There's so many people that are making, you know, opinionated pieces like this, obviously, and releasing it on the Internet. And in, you know, 30, 50, 100 years, you know, how much information and what is going to be considered valid? Will people be consuming uh, as snapshots from today, from 2023 in, in mid-August or late August or beginning of September? Whatever the fucking, I don't even know what day it is today, but it is Saturday. I'm sitting here, I'm chilling out, I'm drinking my coffee, and I, I thought I'd just make this little podcast episode for you guys, um, talk about some of the things going on in our country right now and just kind of get a little uh, feedback on those things as well as give you kind of a little lesson related, I guess, uh, to self-development or mental health that I was kind of thinking about while I was on my run this morning. Excuse me. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what the future holds. And it's going to be interesting as well to see when um, people look back at content from today, 50 years from now, or even 10 years from now, and what they will consider to be valid. What, uh, you know, from the mainstream media, the mainstream news, what people see on cable television or whatever they watch versus uh, some of the content that is shown on, you know, some of the biggest podcast platforms or social media platforms, uh, you know, who, who people consider to be valid sources of information, historical documentation of that snapshot in time, which we're living in right now. Um, some of the events that go on from today, maybe world wars, maybe global pandemics, maybe uh, controversial topics that, uh, you know, encapsulate the movement of human rights. Um, you know, what, what is going to be considered a valid source of historical documentation in, in 50 years when they look back at today of what the official story is of what we're going through right now? Something to think about. It's it's a weird, interesting topic. And so if if you're watching this 50 years from now in, in 20, what's 50 years from 2023, 2073. If you're watching this in 50 years from now and you're listening back and, and you're like, what was the life like for Canadians in 2023? It's been an interesting few years for us to kind of look back at, you know, obviously with lockdowns, mandates about, you know, medical procedures and, and uh, clothing you're supposed to wear on your face. Uh, to gun bans, bans, uh, bans on, you know, different firearms and, and um, you know, people wanting to defund the police, people thinking that our, our policing situation is not the, the greatest and they want to take away money from that and hopefully uh, people can protect themselves but they don't have any firearms to do so. So what do they resort to? Um, freezing the bank accounts for people that support protests, uh, having people, you know, um, having their funds locked because they they supported people that were protesting, not even being a part of the protest, but they supported a movement that people were protesting for. 
so they get their bank accounts frozen. Uh, in the last couple years, we've had a lot of different events like this. We've had events like the the medical assistance in dying made, you know, uh, being uh, expanded to include mental illness as a reason, a substantial reason why somebody could end their own life medically uh, assisted by the government. Uh, paid for by taxpayers. We've had B uh, bill like C11 and all these other uh, bills being passed right now that not only restrict um, the free speech and encourage um, self-censorship, but across all platforms now is, you know, um, basically saying to social media companies uh, that if they want to post news or anything related to news, then they have to pay uh, a certain fee because they're taking business away from news broadcasters by giving people uh, the news sources from those broadcasters, which doesn't really make sense to me. Um, but because the social media sites don't want to pay those things, essentially, um, they're not going to just—they're just not going to show the news. So now the person that made it so that they had to pay when they shared the news is now blaming them for not sharing the news because they don't want to pay um, because they believe in some silly thing called like free speech or just being able to share thoughts that that you see in the news. But anyways, um, then you blame them because they don't want to pay to share that information. So. It's uh, interesting times going on in Canada right now, but one of the most interesting things that has come up from this whole idea of censorship and free speech in the last couple years um, is actually in regards to professionals, working class people. And I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but last week, uh, Jordan Peterson, was uh, he made a podcast episode of him covering his court case right now with the um, Ontario College of Psychiatric whatever, um, basically the, the governing body of, of people um, that that oversee like psychologists, I guess, or, or people in, in that field. And he is right now, I, I'm um, not extremely well versed in this, but I will I will kind of do it as much justice as I possibly can, basically being condemned, uh, threatening to lose his practice, and uh, essentially resulting in the necessity for a re-education for this doctor. And, and you might ask yourself, what, what kind of crazy harmful things did this doctor do um, that he, you know, has his uh, social media now restricted to some degree. Uh, he has to self-censor a little bit, otherwise he's gonna get a slap on the wrist. And not only that, but he has to actually undergo re-education on his own dime, to which the duration of time of his re-education is not specified. It's, it's until basically the people that are re-educating him are satisfied with his level of re-education, which is dictated only by them. Um, and so it's an, it's an interesting situation. Um, essentially, there's been a bunch of complaints, none of which are from his clients, to the college in Ontario. And uh, these complaints have basically made it such that the college is concerned with his rhetoric that he speaks about and his antics uh, on the internet, the way that he speaks. And so 
it's interesting to see this because it really does make you wonder. Um, you know, if professional class, working class people, doctors, lawyers, uh, medical professionals, uh, judges, or anything like that, anybody that, um, you know, is educated, we educate these people so that they can make, you know, an, an analysis of what's going on in the real world and then subscribe uh, and then prescribe a, um, you know, a faci- the facilitation of healing that issue. Like, that's what we pay professionals for. You call a, a police officer, you want him to come in, analyze the situation, and, uh, and, and either save somebody or fix something. Same thing with firemen, same thing with doctors, same thing with lawyers, same thing with judges. Basically, it's like you want them to come in and you pay them highly. Like, these are all most of the time highly paid positions. You know, when we're talking about doctors, lawyers, judges... I'm sure like firefighters and cops, once they get up there, work their way up the ladder, they make a decent pay. Um, I'm sure I could look that up, but for the sake of what I'm trying to talk about today, the idea is we educate these people in their field and then we pay them highly for their opinions and for their skills, their expertise in whatever field they've just been educated in. And to get mad at them for saying something that they genuinely think about a topic, especially when it's related to their field, uh, like, you know, say someone's a doctor of psychology or um, neurochemistry or something like that, and they, and they want to talk about mental health or, or any issues surrounding that, and then we condemn them and get mad at them when they say something that we don't really agree with. It's like, well, they're probably the expert. Like, why... Why would we value somebody that has a high education, um, you know, by paying them a lot or giving them a title of like a doctor and then not respect what they say? Or, you know, it, it goes further than not respecting what they say. It's wanting to stop them from saying it and punish them for thinking it or saying it publicly um, because it could be, quote unquote, dangerous when it's like they're the expert. Like we've... You know, and even if you don't like Jordan Peterson or you don't like the content that he creates, it's like what precedent is this setting such that professional class people, um, you know, can't say what they think or or act in a world, act, you know, act in the world in a way that they think is the most appropriate based on their education and based on their experience and based on their their life. And... Um, realistically what this the with the the way that this even relates to self development or mental illness or anything like that is you know it's kind of like the topic that is so prevalent in mental health and and self development and I'm sure you guys have heard about this if you've looked into mental health or tried to read up on any of this stuff or if you listen to podcasts like this or YouTube channels or anything like that I'm sure you've heard of the term gaslighting you know trying to convince somebody that something is not the way that it is or seems. Uh, I'm sure you guys have, you know, heard different examples of gaslighting or, um, you know, I'm sure you've encountered it or I'm sure that you've, you've, you knew somebody that's encountered it, uh, maybe in like a toxic relationship, a workplace, uh, a relationship with a parent, a loved one, a friend, a family member, whatever, like just the, the manipulation that goes on, 
uh, with gaslighting, trying to make you believe something when you know that it's not 100% true, or even say it to somebody else or try and convince them and then, you know, kind of uh, manipulating them that way. Uh, I'm going to look up the actual definition of gaslight real quick. Um, Okay, so I've got... uh, This is from the almighty Wikipedia. It says, Gaslighting historically referred to the extreme psychological manipulation to commit commit an individual to a psychiatric institution or cause mental illness with the intent to brainwash. In contemporary language, gaslighting is a colloquialism describing the subject experience of how... Okay, this... I don't like this. Uh, I've got a website here. How, How do you tell if somebody is gaslighting you... Um, shifting blame, denying wrongdoing, using compassionate words as weapons, uh, rewriting history. That's going to be an interesting thing, kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Um, Shifting blame. Oh, I said that already. Minimizing your feelings and thoughts, distracting you, discrediting you, lying to you. Um, Again, I'm I'm sure we're all familiar with gaslighting. And uh, I'm sure as somebody that has a mental health and self-development podcast platform. I probably should know the definition of it, but I don't know it as well as I wish that I did, but it is what it is. But it's interesting to see the government, uh, in my personal opinion, over the last few years, try and gaslight people and make them feel like certain things are the right thing to do when they might not be. Certain things are the wrong thing to do when they're probably the right thing to do. Um, and now we're seeing it to the point where our doctors, our medical professionals, the people that we're supposed to trust with, you know, our wellness, our well-being, the longevity of our life, healing our injuries and wounds, illnesses, sicknesses, etc. Now they basically are compelled to not be honest and forced to give a rhetoric that the, you know, toe the line essentially and give a rhetoric that the governing body agrees with even though that that might not be what statistics and data show are the best thing to do and they're told that they do a good job when they do the the dishonest thing and they're punished when they do the honest thing and where does that leave us as people what does that say for us um you know and and if you don't think that that is going to spread if you're somebody like me you work for maybe a small company you run your own thing you do your own family business or anything like that you think oh they'll never be able to touch me they'll never be able to do anything to me you know it's interesting to think about over the last couple of years how these things have impacted us now it i was pretty fortunate over the 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 the, the whole last couple of years with the lockdowns and the restrictions, I was pretty fortunate doing, you know, small home renovations and restoration work. There was only a couple people, uh, one family that asked me to leave their property uh, because of certain restrictions that I wasn't really willing to comply with at the time. And, you know, other than that, I was still able to work every single day. But what happens if things get a little bit worse? What happens, you know, if people don't want you in their homes or, or want you to, you know, comply to certain things that you don't really agree with and you don't think that that's okay, you know, what, how do we live in a world where we're gaslit like this or 
you know, what is going on in Canada. And it really does, you know, for the, in, in a couple of years ago, it really did impact me in a negative way mentally. Because like I said in the very beginning of the video, I felt isolated and I felt alone. I felt like I was the only one noticing things were a little bit weird and fucked up. And that can be a really weird feeling for you if you feel like you're the only one that thinks that way, the only one that uh, views things the way that you view them or struggles with the things that you struggle with, etc. You know, it's, it's this weird feeling that I think all of us know all too well, which is like, Nobody else really understands what I'm thinking, what I'm going through, the way I view this, why I view it, the way that I view it, etc. And I just want you to know that if you've been in Canada, you live in, not even in Canada, if you've been living in this world in the last couple of years and you feel like, what the fuck is going on? Then I want you to know that you're not the only one. Like there's so many of us that are thinking this way and feeling this way. And uh, it, it really is honestly such an inhuman way of living that, that we've been living in in the last couple of years. And we are human beings. So when human beings are living in a non-human way, which, uh, um, you know, is pretty evident um, with the screens in our faces and the toxins in our food and the government and doctors telling us basically that natural things are bad for us and synthetic things are good for us and we should avoid the sun, stay inside, not move much, don't wear and tear your body, sit around, watch Netflix, eat processed food, don't exercise too much, take all these drugs and medicines, <clears throat> trust them and give them your money and, and uh, etc., you know, these are not human ways to live. And so it's normal if you've been feeling like what the fuck is going on, but you might be asking yourself, what's the solution? What do I do? Cause I know that in the last few years, I, I've had to ask myself that question a lot of times. And truthfully, what I do think is that there is something funny going on, something fishy going on. And maybe you think that as well. And you might be asking yourself, what's the solution? And, um, Essentially, I would think or say to you this. I think that if you see something that you think is not right, um, do understand how it would impact you. Understand what sort of negative um, consequences could come from this thing that you view in the world that's an issue and do the opposite of that. You know, personally, and I kind of just do delved into it a little bit. I think, personally, I think that, you know, there's evil forces in this world that are basically trying to make us uh, mentally ill, depressed, anxious, low self-esteem, low self-worth, uh, poor, uh, bickering with each other. I think that there's supposed, there's a, there's a uh, you know, a dividing factor to, you know, the manipulation that goes on in this world. I think that there's a, a factor of trying to get people to fight with each other and be uneasy with each other, poor, broke, dependent, depressed, confused, uh, not faithful, not hopeful with, with pessimistic views of this world. There's this apathy kind of going around of waiting for someone else to fix things. And I think that, um, you know, when, 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 and if you feel like, Somebody is trying to enforce these things on you that have negativity, that carry these negativity, uh, negative things, I guess, is to, to the retaliation to that is to do the opposite. 
you know, get get smarter, get more fit, get more healthy, get more, um, you know, dependent on your neighbors than you are dependent on the government. You know, build a community, spread love, spread joy, and spread smiles. The, the best way that you can um, rebel against the, the, the machine, rage against the machine, the best way that you can do that is to love one another, say what you think is true, uh, have open and authentic conversations with people, um, say what you actually think and believe, and be open to hearing other people and listen to what they think and believe and let that be an opportunity to mold you into a better person, whether it's fortifying your, your, your own internal initial ideas or if it's presenting you a new perspective that you, you kind of think aligns better with what you, you view in the world. Um, get more fit, get more healthy, get more able-bodied, um, get more strong, get smarter, read more, and uh, do, do things that you know inherently are good. And, and that's kind of the, the best advice that I could give to anybody uh, that's not feeling good is there's a lot of things that you do throughout the day and you know inherently what's good and what's bad. And you, you might doubt that in yourself, but it's like if you were to view all the things that you did, you know, would you be confident and comfortable telling uh, a pastor at a church about it or your mother about it or your girlfriend about it or your boyfriend about it, your father about it, your friends about it? Like, would you be proud of telling them those things? Uh, you know, if you just think about, you know, uh, eating or activities that you could be partaking in or, or uh, habits that you have, behaviors that you have, substances you use, uh, the way that you speak about other people, the way that you speak about yourself, do you gossip or do you lie and, and, and et cetera. You know, we inherently know when things are good or bad uh, because of the way that they make us feel internally. And I'm not talking about just good or bad or happy or sad. I'm talking about, do they make you feel guilty? Do they make you feel proud? Do they make you feel like you want to maybe hide that behavior from somebody else? Or do they make you want to brag about that behavior? And, and is it something that makes you feel empowered? Um, I think that the, the key to getting better is doing things that you know to be good. And um, everyone you know, is going to have a different view on what good is. And that is the reason that we need things like the ability to make our own choices or have our own opinions or be able to speak about these things. Because at the end of the day, if you want to be free and happy, uh, you got to basically live and let live. Let other people do what they think is best and you do what you think is best. And I think that that is the way, the direction that our 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 country, our community, and the way that we need to go as individuals is just do our, do your best and respect other people doing their best and understand that you're a flawed human and so is everybody around you and they're going to make mistakes and just be compassionate and patient. And so in regards to individually, uh, I think that's pretty blatant and clear, but in regards to our country, what does that mean? It means getting involved, not being apathetic. Uh, not just voting, but individual, like, it's not like politicians are going to make our lives better. Um, you know, you individually have to make your own life better, your own, you know, household better, your own family and your group of friends, your own community better. 
and slowly make this trickle effect, the butterfly effect, I think it's called, of you know improving yourself and lifting other people up along the way and, and helping them get, get better, get stronger, get smarter, get, um, like I said, more reliant on your community than you are than your government. And uh, I think that we will see the positive changes that we're looking for in this world. And to have faith and to have, uh, have hope and an optimistic view of what the world could be if you were to get better. If you were to, to contribute a little bit more. And what the world would look like if we all did that. And so, happy Monday. I hope you're doing well. Uh, this was just me talking to myself for almost half an hour and uh, hope that it kind of gave you uh, a new thought perspective view on the world. And uh, I'm starting to jumble all my words, so I'm going to sign off. I'll see you guys on Thursday. I'm very, very uh, grateful for all of you. I appreciate you all. You are the reason that I do what I do. But other than that, I'll catch you on Thursday. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Share this with your friends. Rate it five stars. Leave a little review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. It helps boost me in the algorithm and get these messages out to people that need to hear it. Uh, I know it wasn't really a typical episode today, but uh, share it if you like it. Let me know the feedback, what you guys think on uh, our country, where it's at right now, and where it could be in the future. Um, take 30 seconds right now. Leave a little comment, make a little review, uh, and let me know what you think. Other than that, I will catch you guys on Thursday. Much love and peace out, you beautiful human beings. I love you all. Bye.